Hey there. Good morning. My name is Jerry and I was born in diapers or I wasn't born in diapers, but I started out in diapers <laughs> 62 years, almost 63 years ago in June. Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Ashley. And this is Poverty Pitfalls and the Price of Diapers. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Happy belated Mother's Day to yes. you. Happy belated Mother's Day. I'm sure this will air several le- weeks later, but um, but yeah, did you have a good a good Mother's Day? I did. My Rob son Jackson. made Yes, I did. And he made the sweetest card and he put, you know, it's a handmade, well, two handmade cards, one that he made at school and one that he made um personally. And they were both so sweet and just kind of like talked about things I did for him and how I made him feel good and through hard times. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I know. So sweet. So awesome. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah. We went to a movie and we went out to lunch and we went to church. Bad guys. It's a based on a cartoon book series. <laughs> awesome. It's a little bit agonizing. I'm not going to lie, but he enjoyed oh. it. <laughs> Yeah. How about you? What'd you do? We went, my nephew actually graduated from college, my oldest nephew. So we drove to Indiana. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And went to graduation and then all day Mother's Day, we drove home. <laughs> oh, um, but it was good. We like road trips. Riley's a great road tripper and we like blast the music and sing at the top of our lungs. And we listen <laughs> to this podcast called Every Little Thing, which is just really fun. Um, yeah, she's a good little travel buddy. She's been doing it her whole life. So, um, so it was fun. She, I think, frankly, we all kind of forgot it was mother's day, like with my (laughs) nephew's graduation and then my niece, it's her birthday on mother's day this year. Um, And, you know, because we were traveling, we just kind of forgot about it, but Riley has always done like the most incredible things every year. Um, you know, she'll write her own little notes or use her own money to like somehow secretly get gifts and mm-hmm. she doesn't, or it sneaks up on her. Like one year she left me, she got money out of her piggy bank and left it for me and was like, use this to buy yourself something really. <laughs> of course I snuck it back in her piggy bank. I'm not taking your money. <laughs> I think she finally got it this year I was like I don't like the road trip is a great Mother's Day present like we're together we're hanging out that's I don't need anything she always feels like she has to give yeah and I'm like I just spending time with you and watching you grow up is all that I need so anyway it was good good um oh well we have to check in on volleyball (laughs) (laughs) thing now I volleyball going well we didn't have the greatest match on Thursday because we had different players like a lot of our players were out but I took my son oh which is the first time I've taken him and I was just gonna leave him in the car because it was sprinkling in awful weather as it always is on Thursdays and so I left him in the car left the car running it was gonna be like I mean an hour that's not the best mom move but it was he's 11 (laughs) so I get this over the speaker does anybody drive a silver Murano I'm like, oh God, no. like, 
your car is running. Your car is running in the parking lot. I'm like, I know. Am I there? <laughs> so then I went out. I told my son, I was like, you have to come in now because, you know, somebody noticed the car was running. So he came in and he doesn't really like, I mean, it's, you know, it's adults. People are kind of drinking. Some of them are cursing and that's a really uncomfortable environment for him. So he was Aww. like, these people are so creepy, mom. Oh my God. So he just kind of sat at the picnic table and then he, you know, made fun of my volleyball skills and uh-huh. he's fine, but oh, yeah. it's just like, really, he's, can he not just sit in the car and nobody notice? Was there, were there, are there ever any other kids there? I feel like I always yes. said that those things and maybe he could, you know, start well, be very outgoing. Like my kid would not do this. She wouldn't talk to other people kids no he's not the most outgoing some there are kids there like some of them will even bring like their sand toys and play in the sand yeah Yeah. I mean it's a fun environment people are having fun and but it's not really his jam not not his cup of tea well that's fine that's fine it's a different experience though maybe he'll get used to (laughs) it it. yeah exactly exactly that's good you're giving him experiences even the ones they don't like because then they have to learn how to push through those things too that's exactly right yeah it can't always be exactly the way you want it to be so Um, well I am excited I'm really excited today I don't know why I've been excited all morning to talk to Jerry Usury she is a longtime volunteer at Happy Bottoms and just always has a smile on her face and I think she really just truly loves volunteering at Happy Bottoms which is so fun to see and it's kind of contagious I think. Yeah we have some of the most dedicated volunteers I've ever seen that are just always you know they come all the time and do whatever we ask them to do I mean it's amazing for to have people like that who are so passionate about your organization who, you know, you can count on to do things to fill in for staff or, mm-hmm. you know, do things that other people wouldn't want to do like cleaning. And it's yeah. just, they're really special people. Yeah, they are. So, um, so we're excited to let you guys listen to Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jill. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Jerry. I am. I can't tell. I'm really, really excited for today. Well, thank um, you. Yeah. I'm nervous for today. Oh, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous at all. Okay. It's just, well, just fun. We, um, I just, I, you know, usually I get into this towards the end of the podcast, but I just love seeing your face at the warehouse, no matter um, what the day I'm having, what I'm doing. You just always come with a smile and a hug, and I love it. I love it so much. Thank you. Well. <laughs> You know how I feel about Happy Bottoms. I'm, I'm so, I feel really blessed that I get to be just this, you know, the small little piece that I am to make whatever a difference I can. And oh. I just think it's incredible what you've built and what you're doing for the community. And um, yeah, so it's my happy place. Good. Well, and it's a huge difference. As you know, like we can't do what we do without so many volunteers. So for all you listeners out there, Jerry is a very dedicated Happy Bottoms volunteer, and we're really excited to learn about her today and her experience at Happy Bottoms. But before we get into that, Jerry, tell us, yep. tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, um, so I was born in Kansas, pretty raised in Kansas. 
I was saying to Ashley earlier, though, I wish I was someplace tropical because that's yeah. my kind of deal. I, I actually just came back from two weeks at Disney World. So oh. and when I when we left that morning, it was 36 degrees. So oh you get to uh, you get to Florida, you know, and you're in your jacket and your coat and your long pants and everybody in Florida is like, well, there comes a tourist, you know, but <laughs> it was a blast, but um, yeah. So you took I, your grandkids, right? I took my son and uh, his fiance. Yeah. Oh, so, oh yeah. And um, I had taken Alexander when he was 10. So 20 years ago, Hi. he'll be 30 in September. And my, his fiance comes from a small little town in Southeast Kansas of like 200 people. So actually when she, when I first met her, the first time she ever came to Kansas city, she had never even seen a mall. And so, and last year in October, when we went to Colorado was the first time she'd ever been on a plane. So, so a lot of my excitement about this trip was just seeing them, you know, take it all in. So it's fun. But anyway, so I was, you know, went through all through high school here. And then after, um, after I got out of JUCO, my mom was living in Colorado at the time. And so I packed up and moved to Colorado for, and lived there for 13 years. Wow. And my son was born in Colorado, but I moved back to Kansas city when he was five months old and I've been here ever since. So, yeah. Gosh. So yeah, I went to, from Midwest to Denver, and one of the reasons I came back was because the winters are so long there. I mean, it's beautiful. Colorado is absolutely beautiful, but I don't like winter at all. <laughs> so I ended up living in Kansas and Colorado. Not my fun thing, but um, so yeah. So yeah. Wow. What did you do while you were in Colorado? Well, I, um, so I went to JUCO to, I had worked in my, I had worked in, uh, daycares, childcare. So um, my degree is in early childhood education. And I, I mostly just moved out there to be with my mom, you know, to do something different. And so I worked in daycare pretty, uh, you know, when I first moved out there, I was, I did, I taught kindergarten and daycare out there for several years. I think I did it for 10 years and I was an administrator, uh, an assistant director for a while. So I did that most of the time. And then I got into, I don't even remember why I changed jobs to be honest with you, but <laughs> I ended up being, getting into, you know, um, being a, an administrative assistant doing clerical work and stuff like that. And I did that, um, up until the time I came back to Kansas city. So, and I that's pretty much what I've been doing ever almost the, ever since. Yes, exactly. Wow. <laughs> so, now, yeah. Do you remember when you were first doing um, childcare, do you, were you sick that first year? <laughs> oh yes. I ended up actually ended up <laughs> suffering miserably from strep throat for oh, years really? after that. Uh, when I first, from when I first got in there. Yeah. Yeah, I suffered a lot from that. Um, I did suffer through a lot of, yeah, just getting my immune system built up around kids. Exactly. So um, I had strep throat. I don't know. It, sem it seemed like forever for when I first got started. So, you know, that was really hard because you can't obviously be around the kids once you get it and just to build up that immunity. But 
no worse for the wear. I mean, I finally got to the point where, <laughs> where yeah, no matter how sick they got, I didn't get sick anymore. So that was good. But, but, you know, I absolutely loved it. I, there was a short period of time where I actually got to work with babies in one of the centers I was in. They, it was uh, childcare um, that took babies. So that, that was actually when I was an administrator. So that was fun. But most of the time I, um, when I first started in doing it, I was working with um, preschool, you know, preschool kids. And then I, um, well, I mean, they're all preschool, I guess, when they start, <laughs> but um, they, and teaching four-year-olds. And then I moved on to kindergarten. So I absolutely loved it. But as most people know, sadly, you can't, unless, you know, I was supporting myself and yeah. unfortunately you can't you know, you can't really support yourself working in a daycare. So I eventually moved into administrative work, but, but it was a delightful time. I mean, it's like every job, it had good days and bad days, but, but it was so rewarding most of the time, you know, just to be with those little babes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. um, uh -huh. so yeah. Wow. Now do you have siblings? I do. I have uh, two, I have two brothers, one, one, I have, two brothers and a sister. And then I have stepsisters too. My brother and one brother and one sister still live in one brother and my sister still live in Colorado. And then I have a brother that lives here in Kansas city. So in um, Johnson County with me. So I'm in, in my, my stomping grounds. So, yeah. And um, you know, we, I, I'll be honest. I don't really remember much about my childhood I was thinking about this when looking at the question it's like I don't remember any I have this is kind of funny I have one vivid memory though my I have um my part of my grandma's family lived in California so we used to go out there as kids and we went to Disneyland and I remember getting lost in Disneyland oh, my yeah. we, and I remember we were at the monk the monkey, there was a guy who was there with a, his organ, a organ grinder with a monkey at the time, you know, because this was like in six, in the <laughs> 60s, uh, early 60s, and he had an organ grinder. And I, we were all standing there watching it. And all of a sudden, I looked up and I did not see my family anywhere. And I was five or six, six, I think. And you know, I just stood there for the longest time. And then of course I was crying my eyes out and I found a bench and went and sat on this bench and there was a lady there. And I said, will you be my new mommy? You know, that oh. kind of thing. And then my mom, of course, my mom and my grandma came around the corner and they were in hysterics, you know, when they found me, but that's really my only vivid childhood memory. Gosh, what a traumatic memory. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> but, um, wow. but I survived it nonetheless and uh you know went back to Disneyland with my son when he was five yeah. six <laughs> him there but um hopefully yeah. didn't lose him yeah <laughs> I still have him uh and but you know unfortunately we you know we came from a divorced home and um you know all the things that go with that an unfortunate step family situation so I you know it was kind of crummy but we, I mean, all of us, um, you know, ended up turning out to be pretty great kids, I think. And, you know, we, uh, we survived it. Yeah. yeah. So. That's what we all do, right? Yeah, exactly. One yeah. step, put in front of the other. Um, um, 
So tell us how you got involved with Happy Bottoms. At the time, I was working for a small independent health company, healthcare company. Then we got sold out to United Health Group and moved from the building we were in over to another building. And Teresa Winfield uh-huh. worked there and did an event to go visit the warehouse and invited people, you know, to come over to the warehouse. And I went. And I was hooked. I mean, after the um, first time I was there, I came back a couple of times and mm. talked to, you know, learn more about it. And I've been there ever since. So, wow. uh, you know, went. So that was our Lenexa warehouse. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Exactly. It was the Lenexa warehouse. And I, I went there with, I actually think maybe we came over, um, from United Health Group as a group a couple of times. And then I just started volunteering on my own because I, I, you know, tried to find out more about it and what, what the need was. And I just started coming on my own since then. So, yeah. So I've been, I realize it's been that long that you've been, wow. You've, You've seen us through a lot. I have. And um, yeah. And, and it's funny because I laugh because I always say I, I was the one who loved wrapping the diapers in saran wrap. So when we started doing machines, I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so every time I go in and Andrea has hand wrapping to do, she's like, we saved it for you. <laughs> I love to do it. So, yeah, so I, yeah, I just, and you know, then I I don't think so. It was really until um, we got into the, or you got into the building Mm -hmm. that you're in now that, that I, then we had like the Tuesday night shifts and I, I was doing the Tuesday night shifts every week till till the pandemic sadly. We, yes, you are a part of that, Jerry. (laughs) You are that we, you're, (laughs) you're a part of us. Um, yeah. yeah. And you've been doing those shifts on Tuesday nights for, yeah, I did them for how, for how, and I think we were actually doing some of that. I, I don't remember exactly, but I mean, I tried to volunteer whenever I could, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through, through Lenexa and through the move. And I came and helped clean and get the new building, the new warehouse set up. You know, I was so excited about how big the space was going to be and what opportunities there were going to be. So, so yeah, so I've just been, and fortunately, or unfortunately, I don't know, you know, right now the company that I work for, I'm like the only person that goes into the office right now because I'm office manager and admin, but everybody works remotely except like three other people who come in the office periodically. So the blessing of that is right now, you know, I have the freedom to do day shifts now pretty much because I just let my boss know, you know, I want to do this. I want to continue to do this. And she's like, that's great. Go ahead. So, so I have the freedom now to come in during the day um, when there's some, most of the time when there's some day shifts and I've done a couple of night shifts again too. So, yeah. So um, it's been great to be able to, you know, I'm, I, I missed it terribly. I think I emailed you a couple of yes. times saying, oh, I need to come back. I Please let it. me come back. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I just feel really blessed that I have the opportunity uh, to make a difference and I just love doing it I love what you guys do well thanks do you think it's your background in that child care and working with families that really caused our mission to resonate with you Uh, you know I'm sure that 
I, I'm sure that probably, uh, you know, I don't know if I can put the science to it to say that was it exactly. But of course, you know, working with kids and in, in daycare, you, you know, um, sure. I mean, I think I, it has to have had some of it, you know, just loving working, knowing that you're making a difference in a child's life. I, you know, that's obviously part of the reason that I went into doing uh, working in the child care field. So I think that certainly, you know, behind that somehow, but um, I, and I'm just a baby lover. I love babies. I mean, <laughs> anybody's baby, you know, I want to hold them, take care of them. I don't care about changing <laughs> dirty diapers. I love all that. So just, and, you know, to know that, that there are, you, you know, just what I've learned through happy bottoms of the struggles that so many families go through, um, you know, absolutely. I want to, if I can make a difference, help there. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So when and how did you learn about poverty in your life? You know, I don't really remember, you know, I'm sure that they talk about it in school and, you know, tell you about it, but I'm going to tell you this story that I thought about after I read your question, the first time I really, that I can think in my head that I remembered about it is actually my sister and I, in our early twenties, mid twenties, went on a trip to Hawaii. Um, and we were going on, you know, we went, we actually went on a cruise and that took you around the Hawaiian islands. So we went to different islands and we went to Volcano National Park. And on that trip, we rode on a bus that takes you, I don't know, from, from the port we were in up to the park. And um, it went through some of the most poverty, the bus, the trip to that national park went through some of the most poverty stricken parts of Hawaii. I don't even remember what island that's on, but, um, you know, and I thought to myself, why are they bringing us through this? You know, here we are on a cruise, you know, <laughs> living the dream that most people don't ever, and going on these tours, and yet we're seeing this unbearable poverty that these people are living in and you know of course we didn't stop anywhere in there but I mean you know they were shacks and tarps thrown over people's homes and I was like you know but for the grace of God go for me you know and um, so I think that's really when it struck me and quite honestly I didn't even think about that in coming into happy bottoms uh, you know of what how families were really stricken by poverty and what that was costing them until I was in there, you know, more and realizing how our community suffers right in our backyard and we don't even know it. So, um, yeah, uh, honestly, it, that's probably my first memory of it. Wow. Yeah. So we're all leaders in some way. Can you tell me how you're a leader? Well, it's funny. I thought about this. Uh, I have always said, I don't really want to be a leader. I'm a follower. I want to find the <laughs> smartest person in the room and do whatever they're doing, hopefully, you know, but I think, you know, I just try to be a leader by example, and I certainly am not perfect at that, but, you know, I try to lead with kindness and love and, um, you know, I have a, 
a very strong faith and I'm thankful for those people who lead me, you know, into hopefully extending, you know, that to my, that, what I've been fortunate enough to, you know, come through in my life and be happy and healthy and, um, you know, just help people wherever I can. I volunteer a lot through my church too. So I just, you know, I think that's probably what I think is I just want to give people an example of what like, you know, what it can be to give yourself to others, you know, and as, as much as you can. And that that's different for everybody. You know, it's not, you know, it's not always faith-based or whatever it is. Um, you know, I just hope that I set that example for people. I think you do. Well, thank you. <laughs> you definitely do. And I, I know too, that we rely on you a lot at Happy Bottoms as a leader when there's volunteer shifts. And if we have more people, you know, you jump oh, right. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> help people and show them what to do and, uh, you yeah. know, can lead a shift if needed. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, now that you say that, I remember I was actually there when no other happy bottoms people were there. (laughs) (laughs) You said that I like got to, I forgot. Yeah. So yeah, Uh it's fun. I love it. I, you know, I want people to know, you know, what, just how much they can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Why do you think some of us end up in a pile of it and some of us get out clean? You know, I think it's probably the, the choices we make the good, bad, you know, um, like I said, but for the grace of God, go me, uh, you know, I, we all struggle at some point in our lives. I, you know, and if you have the right relationships, you know, the people who care about you and love you and the people you love and care about, um, I think just help get you through it or, you know, or you, you don't nurture those relationships maybe and end up in it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I definitely think that's what makes a difference for me, the people that I try to connect with and, and, um, you know, do, do volunteer work with and do church with and just do life with. I, I, you know, I rely on so many different people to help me make the right decisions and make the choices that I think are going to get me through the process. And quite frankly, without them, I don't, you know, I, I'm quite sure I would be in a pile of it most of the time. (laughs) So, So I'm so thankful for that. Yes. Yeah, I was listening to some podcasts this weekend and they were, it was kind of talking about anthropology and just about the villages and how we transform oh, yeah. away from the village model, but how devastating that has been really yeah. for our societies. And I, I believe that I'm like, I think, oh, I know. It, it, you know, it is, you do have to work at creating those village and put those villages and putting energy and effort and it's not easy right. it's, it's really not easy especially if you're an introvert yeah, exactly <laughs> which I am actually yeah. <laughs> me too until I you know once I get to know you you're uh-huh. I think some people regret it like she never shuts up but 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so much. And I think about that, that you saying that too, you know, I've been fortunate enough. I mean, I lived with my family, you know, I lived in with my family so much of my life, uh, you know, I didn't really live on my own much of my life at all. And, you know, I know, and of course, my son is a millennial. So, you know, millennials kind of like being with their families for a long time. <laughs> and they, they, you know, they're still, even though they're 30 and my my daughter-in-law to be just turned 27 yesterday, you know, they're, you know, they're still working through figuring out their life, you know, obviously, I mean, aren't we all, but, yeah. but you know, I lived with my, I, I, of course I was a caregiver for my mom and my grandma for a while, but before that, you know, I was with them for many years and it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. That we've just, that we do completely get away from, you know, being kind of in, communal situations with our families and people that we know and love. And I understand that, you know, some of that is just the sign of progress, if that's what you call it. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it's so interesting how, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so different now. Uh, my, there's uh, several of us who are still friends from childhood and we always dream about, you know, retiring in some communal living space together or even how do we do that now I know yeah do you just like buy up a townhome situation and everybody's close to each other yeah somebody uh had the idea I don't even remember who it was years ago that I was talking to and about creating essentially a retirement community but for people in their 30s and 40s or 40s and 50s like laundry's on site yes right there and cooked for you you've got activities like I have said the same thing so many times I'm like why do we have to wait till we're Uh practically incapacitated to have that I mean to me yeah that would be the live in the dream it's like you're all around all those people and yeah you run into each other in the laundry Right. Walk down, play cards. <laughs> like, <Yes>. Exactly. <laughs> I've talked about that with my friends too. Really? Yeah. yeah. You just take turns with the dinners, you know, like yeah. you get Monday nights or <laughs> just sounds amazing. I know. Especially now that I'm a single mom and like do everything. It sounds especially <laughs> nice. Because yeah, this, and I mean, that's so much of the stress that is on families, you know, that moms, are all are just so strapped with so many responsibilities working outside the home or working inside the home and still doing the invisible work of mothers yes yes. yeah gonna start being more visible but I don't know we'll see feels like backwards in a lot of ways I it Uh, does feel like that sometimes (laughs) I agree yeah but but, so what do you most value Um, most definitely back to relationships, you know, just the people that I know and love. Um, of course my son, uh, I mean, I was, I've been a single mom since he was five months old. So, I mean, I was fortunate enough to have a very strong, you know, family unit. I moved in with, when I moved from Colorado to back to Kansas city, he was five months old. And my hope was that because I knew his father wasn't going to be in the relationship, most likely. Um, and he doesn't really know him. I, you know, I was hoping that my dad would be a strong role model for him, but unfortunately the, 
as I mentioned, the step family situation wasn't very good for us, but, but I moved in, we moved in with my grandmother and my goal at the time was to, you know, stay with her for six months till I could get on my feet. And we lived with her until she passed away like three years ago. So he, I think he would have rather been with my grandmother a good part of the time, you know, I mean, and the, the, one of the really cool things about it, going back to family situations, was she had lost my grandfather many years before that. And I mean, my family, all of us had taken care of her through that time, you know, but she, I don't even know, she was, I guess, probably in her 70s, maybe. And she, and she in the beginning, I did have Alexander with my, you know, my my dad, my stepmother had an in-home daycare and was taking care of him for a while, but, but after a while, I ended up just, um, when he was a little older, he ended up being with my grandma all the time while I was working, you know, and they had such an incredible relationship. I was going to say, I, amazing. I bet such a valuable uh, experience for him. Yes, yes. I mean, and, he, you know, um, even though my dad, you know, in that, that situation ended up not being ideal. I, my brothers, he adores my brothers, even though he doesn't get to see them a lot, you know, but, um, but just that relation, those relationships that we had with my grandma and, you know, we, we were all together for, you know, for so long. And uh, so, yeah, I just, just the people that I know and love. And I, you know, this, the church that I go to now, I've been going there for about five or six years and have actually built some so many amazing relationships there. And, you know, just the folks that I've been fortunate enough to meet at Happy Bottoms and some of the other places where I volunteer, those are the people that really touch your life, you know, and, and have the same beliefs and feelings, you know, of wanting to help people. And uh, so, so definitely the relationships that I've made are the one, are you know, those are the things that I value more than anything in this world. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Ashley, do you have any questions you want to ask? I don't think I have any questions. I just was thinking about, I don't very often lead volunteer shifts, but I was kind of kicking one off the other night and just thinking about how much of an asset our volunteers are, you know, Obviously, we'd love for you to continue to devote your time and maybe some of your treasure if you're able to, but also just, you know, having a group of people come into the warehouse, learn about our mission, and then being ambassadors for us and keeping your eyes and ears open whenever you talk to anybody, because there's still so many people that don't know right. who we are, what the need is. So if you just kind of have that top of mind, what your experience was volunteering with us, you know, that opportunity may present itself for you to share our mission with others so that, you know, more people can learn about us because it might yes. resonate with someone who might, you know, in turn volunteer or be a donor or and oh, absolutely spreads, you know, spreads what we're able to do. So we really value yeah. you guys. And well, thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. I just talked to Andrea too, uh, you know, about some of the community stuff that we're still, that you guys are still trying to do, or, you know, um, and I've done, I think a couple of the events where we were out in the community, you know, doing the diaper, the diaper, the drive-throughs where folks are picking up diapers. Um, yeah, so I love to do that too. I've, I've done a couple of them where I've gone in and unpacked diapers. So yeah, I, I just love it. I, I love everything that 
happy bottoms represents. And, you know, sadly, it's, you don't want it to be that way, but we all know it's not going to go away on its own. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I speak happy bottoms wherever I go. So I tell people about it at my church. I, I, <laughs> I tell everybody I know about it. And, um, you know, I was lucky a, a couple of times, even at the job when I was at United, you know, we did some onsite ones too. So, um, unfortunately now with nobody in our building, in our office, not on much of an opportunity to do that, but, but yes, I, um, yes, I will, I will definitely be an advocate for happy bottoms wherever I go, because yeah, like you said, it's, it's still amazing how many people aren't aware of the need. And, um, what do you think makes you love it so much? I think just, well, first of all, knowing that just one shift of wrapping diapers can help, Mm, you know, I don't know how many babies, but (laughs) the idea of just that they're not going to get that unless we're there. Um, And I just love the idea of wrapping, you know, diapers and packing diapers and is, is helping babies. And of course, I love the people, you know, getting, love the happy bottoms people and getting to, you know, just chat with people while we're sitting there, wrapped, standing there, wrapping diapers. Um, you know, there's some folks that I, that I get to see over and over again there, which is so cool, which is unfortunately not been the case since we had, you know, the darn pandemic. But, but there's a few folks that I still see, you know, when I come in that we've been there together for a long time. And uh, so that's fun. But most of, more, more than anything, just knowing that what you're doing is, is helping one baby at a time. That's it just, it warms my heart. Because if it wasn't for happy bottoms, you know, we don't know where these families would be. So I'm very, I feel very blessed to be able to help with that and to know that, that it's out there being done. So yeah, that's what I love. Well, thank you. you Oh, I love you too. This has been so fun. I love you too, Ashley. We don't get to see each other very much. That's cool. I'm glad I got to know you better today. Three times times I've seen you, but I know I love everybody there. You know, I get to see Susan when I come in. So yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun, fun. we have fun. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jerry, for joining us today. And I can't wait to see you at the warehouse again soon. I know I will. So same here. You do for happy bottoms. We, we love and appreciate it. I really do love, I always get a hug and a smile from her and I could be in the middle of whatever we have a great day, awful day. And she just brightens my day every time I see her. So, yeah, I remember I started as a volunteer coordinator in COVID, but I would always hear people talk about her as some sort of, you know, force that, that was with us, but I'd never got to actually meet her. And today was the first time I actually got to hear you know, her story. So, yeah. Um, we didn't even talk about, she's been our volunteer of the year in the past. I assume she probably had, but it was before my time, but yeah. Yeah, she has. 
Um, we didn't even get to talk about that. Yeah, she's done some incredible and amazing things for us. So, you know, it really is, we, we love our volunteers and we really can't do what we do without them. So um, it was fun to talk to her about her experience and just how much she loves Happy Bottoms is inspiring. Yeah. So. And especially like any single mom who yeah. gives their time back. I just am like <laughs> in awe. <laughs> like, how do you have the <laughs> energy and the time? Because her son's 30 years old. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time. Bye.